talk to you in half an hour, okay? Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show, giving you weekly sports analysis, opinions, and discussions. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Jay Raff. Hello, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 180th episode of the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, alongside of me, co-host Jay Raff. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, we had a little bit of a, a break for the holiday uh, weekend, you know, uh, had lots of other stuff going on, but uh, good to be back and continuing on with our, uh, our our summer theme, at least the summer of 2015 theme. It should <laughs> just be the show theme in general because I, we haven't talked anything but football it's, uh, and it, it the, feels like it's been a long time yeah but there are lots of factors to that one we we like talking football. right two there's always football to talk about and three what else lack of about? anything like, else right yeah right. i mean do we really want to take the time to talk about one the phillies because like that's just that's pointless because right. they're they're awful they're going to be awful even like if you look at it from let's just give out news about him. What important news has really happened? Right. So I mean, I guess since the last time we were on the air, Ryan Sandberg resigned though. Right. Did that happen? Did that happen right, right before? Right before? Right okay. See, like I can't even but, remember. So like sixty-two, sixty-two losses. Assuming they lose today, they were down big. They were down big. Yeah. Um, if that's more than they had the whole season four years ago. Right. Yeah. Now, I don't know four years is right. a long time, but like. Just to put things in perspective, they're historically bad. They're they're not the thirty wins yet. Are they going to lose one hundred games? Oh yeah, it's not going to. Are close. they going to lose one hundred and fifteen games? I don't think they'll lose one fifteen. <laughs> it's hard to do that. It's hard to lose one hundred. What, what would that be? Forty seven and one fifteen? Is that what that would be? You, you know what's going to happen? We'll draft the number one kid and he'll choose to go to college. We should tear both his ACLs and something. Um, yeah. So Damn it's me. just like. We could also talk Sixers if we wanted to, and about how uh, okay the pick from last year is already not going to play yeah, again I'm, this I'm, year. That's all right. That's they got him. His career season. could be no. over. They say. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> we now have um, four first round picks. He's, like, like, a, he's like a Greg Oden that didn't play at all. At all. Um, it, I I know some people are like he had an injury history. Yeah, but if you look at that 2014 draft, or you know, leading just a that, year ago. Who else? Right. They, they and that's what like, everyone says. Who else were they supposed to who take? Who else are they going to take? Right. You have to take the center. And there's a lot of people that say even if he plays a few years and he's like 70, 75% of what they thought he could be, it's still, it'll still work out. And that is why you pick Okafor in this draft. Right. Um, and, the, the and the Sixers reason. were probably on top of that already. Oh, absolutely. that's. And Russell went before, so it's it's it was easy. Okafor was the pick that fell into their lap this time, and he looks good in their you know their summer league games. It's completely different. It's kind of like rookie mini camp for you know uh, for and uh, in the NFL. But he he looks good. Um, I like the trade they they did with um, 
Sacramento. I think that that could be helpful. Potential of four first round picks next year. Yeah. Which it would have been insane. nice to have three this year, but having four next year, hey. Right. That's exactly. good too. And with the Kings, they have their, if the Kings have a top ten pick and it's higher than the Sixers, the Sixers can flip it. So if the Sixers draft five and the Kings draft one, I there's just Sixers can be like, nope, that's our number one pick. Yeah, that's mine. Thank you. Yeah. Thank and they you. got three players night. in return. Right. Yeah. So I mean for two foreign guys. So, hey, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so that's the, that's the extent of basketball talk, because we've got to dive into the football talk. But before we do do that, I will say, do-do. Do-do. <laughs> uh, let's bring up the um, the contact in case anyone out there listening, um, you know, wants the opportunity to hear their own voice on the show or get their um, question or comment read live on the air. There's multiple ways that you can do that, and Justin has that information for you. Yeah, we'd love to have your take on uh, any of the topics or teams that, that we're going to be talking about tonight. Um, if you want to call the show, use the May Sandwich Shop hotline at 530-563-6297. Again, 530-563-6297. You can also email the show anytime at uh, using the May Sandwich Shop email inbox at jomazeandjraf at gmail.com. Again, jomazeandjraf at gmail.com. And we're also, uh, you can check out the webpage that will direct you to the email and things like that, which is jomazeandjraf.com. Um, Sorry, Joe Mays and JRAF. Dot com. Show or no. Joe Mays well, and JRAF. Dot com. But we can get yeah, that yeah. whatever because yeah. we have a bunch of them. They all go to the same place. The actual site is Joe Mays and JRAF. Dot com. But Joe Mays and JRAF Show. Dot com will get you there. So will the simplified J M N J R as letter N, not Jaminger. J M N J R will get you there as well. So you know you want something quick. There's five digits for you besides the dot com to throw in there, and that'll take you to the website where we post up. You know, all the past stuff we've done, archive of the video and the audio for, you know, the video is up there for over a year now. There's a ton of backlog shows that you can watch. The audio is a little bit uh, more difficult to come to, come by because, well, it costs a lot more money to archive the high quality audio. Uh, but I think the last six or seven episodes are up there through SoundCloud. So you can find that on the page. We have our upcoming schedule, which I know needs to be updated because I think this might be the last one that was listed with show 180. Uh, but we have a couple of weeks to uh, change that because we're going to go on a bit of a hiatus um, due to, um, you know, us being unavailable due to vacations and, and whatnot over the next couple of weeks. I think the next live show will be Sunday, August 2nd, and we'll be covering the NFC South, whereas today we're doing that part of the AFC South. So speaking of which, let's dive right in there and uh, talk about a division that has kind of been, for by and large, dating back to when Peyton Manning was there, controlled by the Colts, which is funny because before they became the South, the Colts were kind of a laughing stock in the NFL for a while. But once Manning got there after two years, he kind of they kind of dominated the division. And, and all, with Andrew Luck coming along, it's, that hasn't really before changed. Before Peyton Manning, well, that's going back a long ways, back to the late 90s. But I only remember the Colts being good one time. And that was the year they lost. They had the Hail Mary in Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship game, I believe. Um, it was certainly a playoff game. And uh, it went through the receiver's hands, and Pittsburgh won. That was back at Three River. You know, this is a long time ago. And Harbaugh, this would have been the mid-90s. Harbaugh, I think, was the quarterback. Oh, wow. Yeah, like it was this a long been time 20 ago. 20-some years ago. Right. Um, back when Marshall Falk was on the Colts. Colts. Yeah. Or, so on, like, on the Rams. No, no, no. Like. Like. Okay, you know, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I haven't yeah. switched in my yeah. head. I haven't yeah. switched in my head. So, like, a long, long time ago. I'm thinking Bettis from the Rams right, to the right, Steelers, right. Falk went Colts or Colts to Rams, right? right. So, 
you know, long time ago. Um, but other than that, Manning, and then at the end when Manning had to sit out, oh well, yeah, they know, were they, awful. They were awful. And what happens? They get the number one pick and take Andrew Luck, right. and it looks like, regardless of you know, you know, historical figures, it looks like he is going to be a franchise quarterback for the next decade. Yeah, well, I mean, know, and, may not be even if Tate Manning. He's at least right. serviceable enough to get them oh into the playoffs and the yeah. competing. I mean, you would have, they were in the uh, they were in the, uh, <laughs> the championship game, the AFC championship game last year, which we all uh, certainly know happened based on all the events surrounding it. Right. Um, and they got destroyed, but they, I mean, they, they still, they were there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, so it is, it is interesting. A lot of people are talking, there is a rematch of, and new England uh, this year coming up. So that'll certainly be interesting, but kind of to the larger topic here, you know, the Colts have basically owned this division for a long time. There have been various times where there have been other, like surges, but really those surges have only lasted a, a couple years from various teams. When Jacksonville first came into the league, Jacksonville was was pretty solid. And then there was a while there where they had great defense but couldn't really score at all, and then they've kind of had trouble the last few years and been picking high a lot. Um, the Titans, there was a time frame there, if you go back to McNair, being there right. where they were, you know, they were a Super Bowl team and inches away from possibly winning a Super Bowl, you know, and, but then it kind of, that never materialized again. Um, if you look at the Texans, the Texans have had spurts where, you know, they've made the playoffs and then, Oh, they can't win a playoff game. Well then they win a playoff game, but like they can't don't, you know, just nowhere for them to really go. So, um, and those three other teams, I feel like still have a ton of questions. Now, while the Colts, man, for a team that made the AFC Championship, you don't expect to see as much maybe roster news as they had this year. Right. I mean, they had a ton of free agency moves, which really is not the Colts' mantra at all. Like, at least for a long time, hasn't been. They were one of those teams where when they made it, they had drafted uh, like a ton of their guys, you know, that they were signed as. Uh, like undrafted free agents, like, but most of their town had come from in-house this upcoming year. It is going to look a lot different, but who knows how that's going to play out with the Colts. If everything works, Oh man, they can be scary. Good. The Colts under Peyton Manning won 10 games every season. He was there except for two, one of them being his rookie year. Right. Which is absolutely absurd. Like that's insane. And, 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 and I mean, really, 10 is kind of cutting them short because right. from 2003 on, they won at least 12 every year up until 2010. So the last year that Peyton Manning was a member of the Colts, they won 10. Right. And then uh, he leaves and what, what he doesn't know, he was actually a member of the team, I believe, still in right. 2011. Yeah. He just sat yeah. out. They won two games. Um, then he leaves, but Angela comes along and they won 11, 11 right. games three straight times. Right. Um, you know, and, and each year they've got, got done better. Though. And that's a good sign because you always want to see your team taking a step. Now, they kept the same coach around. You know, you stay, you're the same head coach. You're not changing that system. They Now, they've changed some of their, you know, their, their the main assistants right. have left with Bruce Arians. It, going it, to that happens with any successful right, team. Right, exactly. Um, but, yeah, so 11 and 5 threes in a row. The first year they lose in the wild card round to the Ravens. The next year they, they beat the Chiefs in a crazy, crazy game but then lose to the Patriots. The next, then this year, this past year, they beat the Bengals in wild card. They beat the Broncos, a little revenge there. 
but then they lose the Patriots. They didn't get the ultimate revenge where you take down, you know, the, your your player that that well didn't really leave you. You let him go. So right. I guess it's much revenge there. Um, but you know, an old player, kind of right. pretty important Certainly player in their franchise man. history. You you take that him down, but then you lose to the team that beat you the year before in humiliating fashion, and then you know they have that football deflating stuff happen. Uh, but they've taken a step every year. So that means now this is year four of the the coaching system, the, the hierarchy of the coaching system, you know, the, the head coach um, being there, and now Andrew Luck, two straight division titles. You know, is is this is this the Colts division to lose? Like, is this guaranteed? Is is eleven wins the division title pretty much a shoe in? Yeah, anything less is a disappointment. Well, and I shouldn't say I, no. I don't mean expectations. I mean, like, could you like take it to the bank? Like, if the Vegas odds are ten and a half, are you putting money down that that's an over? You're going with the over, guaranteed. If I have to bet this, yeah, I'm going over. Absolutely. I probably would too. Yeah, Absolutely. because I mean, it has to do with again. There's now they won a 11 system, games There's a system in place. The quarterback entering his fourth year. He's supposed to be incredible. Um, they, they brought in some guys, some veterans that they think right. can help. And what else is in the division that right. they're playing and in? That's what I look at. When I look at the other teams, and we'll we'll go through. But Jacksonville, I think they might be slightly better than they were last year. Houston, I don't know that they're any better than they were last year. And Tennessee, I don't know that they're any better than they were last year. And when I look at the Colts. I think they are better than they were last year, like, which is crazy. You know, like I think the team that improved the most in this division in terms of now, obviously we're talking about moves where we haven't seen anyone take the field. We have, we're not talking about health or anything like that, but if, if the guys they picked up are 80% of what they, what they have been, which would make sense because the guys they picked up in free agency, you wouldn't expect any of them to have their best years ahead of them. Um, or at least many of their best years ahead of them, right. maybe by system and playing with some, for some of them, the best quarterback they've ever played with. Um, you know, so for some of these guys, you know, you might see a little swing up, but the team that improved the most in this division was the best team. Like that, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That, that, that doesn't happen that often when you, you don't see that a whole lot when, when the team that is by far the best in this division is now, they they added a ton of offensive weapons, <laughs> which is crazy because they already have right. They added arguably Gore and Andre Johnson, right? Arguably, big ones. well, not arguably, they have the best quarterback in the division by a long shot. They also added um, Trent Cole and Todd Harriman's. right? Which I think in the scheme, these are all they'll, they'll, they'll be all right. Invested veterans right. that have been there, done that, have played in the playoffs, have made contributions elsewhere. Whether or not the superstars that some of them once were, or even the great players they once were, they're at, at least great rotational players. Right. And you, that experience and leadership is, is huge for a team that's got you know some young talent, especially right. on offense. Yeah, and you know that's where they don't need any of these guys that are coming in to be superstars and turn things around. They need them to come in and just contribute. Yep. Like they added Andre Johnson, but they still have T.Y. Hilton, who that's going to help. You know, like it's just I think Andre Johnson is a great fit because he's not the things that their wide receivers are. He's not. Oh, he's short exact and super fast. They have all the speed in the world <laughs> right. that you could possibly want. He is want. big and going to be a possession receiver, which is exactly what they need. Frank Gore is a guy who's not going to run, you know, he's not going to be crazy, but he's going to run, if he's healthy, he's going to run for 1,200 yards, and he's going to average, like, 
85. Well, they have a mod Bradshaw, right? Is he there? Yeah, they, the they do. I think so. Like, there's just so much. Like, I think Frank Gore is going to be huge for them. Like, Trent Cole. All right, if he ends up with eight or nine sacks on the year, you know, perfect, you know, get some pressure back. No, the um, got rid of Bradshaw now. They have Vic Ballard and Dan Heron. Okay. Yeah, uh, Bradshaw but, was know, a like, restricted free agent. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sure if he was yeah. still around or not. But they, So they're losing Bradshaw and, and Reggie Wayne. But, you know, like they said, they brought in Andre Johnson. Right. Um, and, and Ballard and, and Heron are capable back of right. the door. Especially but with Gore as getting the, the, being the workhorse back there. Right, but you know they had not set. They had T.Y. T- Hilton, the speedster, awesome opposite Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne's gone to bring in Andre Johnson. I, I mean, at least that's a push. At worst, that's a push. Right. And a lot of people would say Johnson at this point better than Wayne, even though they're both up there in age right. and, and have had injury issues. Hilton Johnson at least a push with Hilton and Wayne last year. Um, Dante Moncrief looks to break out, you know, with a couple years in the league now. And then they had Philip Dorsett in the draft. So you have these three speedsters. And Andre Johnson, oh, yeah. And then, again, at tight end, you still have Blaine Allen and Kobe Fleener. Right. Exactly. And all the while, you have Andrew Luck as your quarterback. Like, I just – that's – man, I think they're looking good. It, did you say 10-and-a-half earlier? Well, okay. yeah, because, because right. no, 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 the past three years were 11. I'm saying if Vegas gave crazy odds at 10-and-a-half, would you take the over? I'd take the over. If, if I'm if, – you know, we're obviously saying the Colts are winning this division. I think because of the status quo and then some, and I think the replacements they got are better than what they lost. And, and while I think the teams in their division either are the same or marginally better, I don't think they're going to take anything away from the Colts. And I think the Colts got better enough that they're going to gain a win. So I would say 12 and four. Yeah, I'd say 12. I'm really tempted to go like 13 wins here. I don't think it happens. I think it's really hard to win more than 12 games in the NFL. And like I said, um, you know, Houston, I, I think Houston may still win one, you know, a split with, with Indianapolis or, you know, I don't think it's, you know, they may not sweep the division, but I, you know, if they win, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they won five of their six division games, you know, like not at all. So I, I think, you know, you're looking at a minimum of five wins right there. Right. And so if you talk five wins right there, well, now we're only talking like seven wins on the others. Now, they do have to play the Patriots, so that, that could be tough. They'll probably have to play them in New England because it seems like New England gets to play every team, like, in New England. Is that, that is, like, the case. They, it seems like they play everyone there all the time. Um, now, part of that's because they are really good every year, so they have to play good teams, but it's just kind of crazy. Um, but when, when you look through it, um, you know, we're looking at the Colts schedule here. They play the Bills. That's an intriguing matchup because no, who knows what the Bills are going to do. Some be. people are high on the Bills. I don't want to spoil anything, right. but I, I don't think the beginning of the schedule is – out punching kids in the face. And honestly, to kill their, their first difficult game, in my opinion, is not until October 8th. Yeah, so one, two, yeah. But then they, yeah. they got a decent gauntlet then there in yeah. the middle. Yeah, um, cause, well, because who knows what you're going to get with the Saints? Who knows what you're going to get with the Panthers? Really, we talk Broncos. Not sure what you're going to get there. Falcons will be better. And then you like, have the Bucks. I mean, who are going to be better than last? They're year. not going to be better than last year. But really, I mean, I don't expect much from them. No, but but then you go are... to Pittsburgh. Then you have Jaggers. But then you have Texans. And you know, as I'd love to hope that the, this would be a meaningful game for the Dolphins. So they honestly, 
they need to start 4-0. Like, anything oh, less than yeah. 4-0 is a disaster for them. Yeah. Because they've got a, a difficult schedule from October right. until really the end of the year. Right. They get, what, one break with Tampa Bay? Well, now, mean, now, maybe the Saints or Panthers game will end up right. being a pushover. And in reality, you know, nine wins could win this division. Uh, they're easily going to get the nine. But, so, you know, if they don't go 4-0, they may still be all right, as long as they're not, like – Two and two, or one and three, or yeah. zero and four, or something like that. Yeah, something they win at least three. They're they're going to be fine. If they lose two, that's going to turn some heads. But I still think they're okay in their division. But that's when you start getting into the well. They may have played themselves out of the first round by already. Right, already. You know? Now, when you look at it though, it's going to be interesting because we already said in one of our previous few weeks ago we don't think the Broncos are as high as they once were. Um, so maybe they're not running away with a bye. New England. I think New England, we haven't gotten to the AFC East, but I think they're poised to really kind of just crush people this year like they did a few years ago after Spygate stuff, you know, when they came right. through and just destroyed everyone. I think that could we could see somewhat of a repeat of, of some of that. So, you know, they may get it, but when you, when you look at it, you know, you might have an 11 or 12-win team getting that second. 12 wins, I think, will get you the bye. Um but even 11 might get them to buy this year, just the way things play out. Who knows? But um, it'll be interesting because they do have to play the Patriots. They have to play the Broncos. They're going to play some of those traditional teams that have been powerhouses in, in the AFC. But, you know, along with uh, the Steelers, who knows what we have there. They seem to get their offense rolling last year, changing defensive scheme. But so they have a tough road laid out in their schedule. I still pick them to run away oh, yeah. with the division. I and like I said, I'm, I'm going to go right around 12 and 4 too. Now, I know we talked about this last week, too, where we're not picking different in, in our divisions here. We both picked Seattle, and that would be a repeat from last year. We both picked the Broncos. That would be a repeat from last year. We right. both picked the Colts, which would also be a repeat yeah. from last year. <laughs> yeah, we're painting ourselves into a corner. But, you know, I don't want to change just for the sake of change, even though they, they're that you know, honestly, more often than not, 50% of, of the playoff teams change. Of the three Broncos that we've done I know so exactly far, what you're going to say. I would say the Broncos are the one I'm least confident about. If you had to pick which one you're more confident about, Seattle or Indianapolis, I, winning the division. I, honestly, I'd still go Seattle because I'm. I think I'm higher on. I'm. I'm Seattle versus Indy. I'm higher on Seattle, and then the second tier in that division, I'm higher on Houston being closer to Indy than I am on St. Louis or Arizona being closer to Seattle. Yeah. I, I would still go Seattle. Yeah. I, I think, but I definitely agree that Denver was, was my. See, I think I might switch it. Not, I think Seattle, I don't want to say they're the better team. I think they're, I, I, I will. I'll say they're the better I team right now. I think Seattle's the better team. But here's the thing. I think that you have a couple teams that could make a run if things work out. Where, like, I could see. Arizona, if Carson Palmer's healthy and they can, you know, stick together some some form of a running game. I think St. Louis, if they're, you know, if Nick Foles kind of fits in there and can stay healthy, like they, I think they have a shot to to win some serious games. I think the teams, Houston, I still think is a quarterback and some weapons away, but the other two teams, I don't think are a legitimate threat at all to the Colts. So, no, I, I don't. I, don't so I think there's so more yeah, I collectively in the NFC West than there is in the AFC South. I, so I would say Indianapolis, of the three, is the lock. If I had to pick one, they'd be the lock for me. Okay. I um, think I'd still go Seattle, but I understand and, and what I you're can't, saying. Right. I, I think that's also a safe safe place to be. I just 
Um, yeah. So as as we work through, who do you think is the next best? Well, I was going to say we're we're running short on time because of starting a, a little late, and then we talked a lot about the Colts, and maybe the other teams just don't deserve a lot of a lot of talk, but. Um, we'll go quickly with the other three, but I think we're going to be on the same page with that. We, I think the next just, one we're absolutely Despite, um, you know, maybe the insecurities at quarterback, I still think the Texans are absolutely. the best team behind. We kind of, I mean, a lot of people were calling it, we called it last year, that O'Brien would have a renaissance in his first season. They've got the pieces in places, and he gets more out of, you know, suboptimal quarterbacks than a lot of coaches can get. Now, if he can do it again this year, maybe they are more of a threat to the Colts. But I think Houston is in that second tier in the division and probably right. even that second tier in the AFC. I, I think they get to nine to ten wins. That's I, where I'd put right. them. I'd I put think them at challenge, nine. I'll, I think they challenge for a wild card spot. Do they get it? I'm not so sure on right. that. Um, wait till we go through the rest of the division through the, you know, the next six weeks. And when we come up with our playoff predictions, but – I think that they're, they're challenging for the wild card spot. I don't think they give Indianapolis too much of a push. Like we said, I think Indy's up 11 and 12. I think on a good year with solid quarterback play, I think the Texans could, could get so, to 10. So at 10 wins, are they in a spot to get Christian Hackenberg next year? No, they're not, but they would, they would have to trade. They would have right. to trade. If, and if that's what they want. They may, you know, they, they, um, it's interesting because they've been the team at the top a couple of times who hasn't traded down. Um, it looks like as of now there are going to be a number of quarterback options for a teams lot. Next Connor year. Cook um, is one that that, that everyone so, talks so about. So we'll have to see. You know, I I hope that the Texans are in a spot where if they want Christian Hackenberg, they have to trade up. I really want that to happen um, for lots of reasons. One, I don't mind seeing the Texans do well. Um, you know, it, it's more fun when they are better because then there's at least somebody to compete with the Colts. Um, I'm going to put them at eight or nine wins. I think still, like, I think their defense is okay. And, like, you've added some studs on that. They have studs all over the place, potentially, on defense. But my, my bigger Ford. issue is how good does your defense have to be if your quarterback isn't in the top two-thirds? And not just quarterback. If your offense, like, Arian Foster has right. got to be sick of it, too. I mean, like, you're just going to have teams put eight, nine guys in the box and make them beat them. And that's where I'm like – I want to see something with – I know it's different in the NFL, but I want to see something with O'Brien. Like, do something with a quarterback. I, the, obviously, the tie is there. People are going to make a lot out of the Hackenberg thing because of the tie to Penn State. And I think Hackenberg would love to go there, um, given I, the opportunity. Yeah, I think you have to. You um, ties. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see kind of how that plays out. And then who do you have third? I have the, the Jags. I have the Jags in third as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm putting the Jags third. I think – um, I still don't think they challenge at all. No. Not even challenge the Colts. I don't think they push the Texans. I think they get six or seven wins. If they get seven, I think Bradley's safe. If they stay where I have him at, five or six, I don't know if he gets another right. year Which or not. Which is crazy because then you're just starting over again. Right. I know. You know, it's it's one of those things. That, that, They'll if, go as far as Bortles will take them. If they are team. not at seven or – if if they don't get the seven wins, I think I think Bradley's gone. Right. Because the owner is, like, high profile. He wants, the, he wants a winner. You know, like, I just, man. And they need I to, take a, they need the to take a step this year. That We thought they might, in the first half of the first game last year, we thought the Jaguars were t- turning the corner. I'm confident, man. <laughs> when, confident. They, when they were blowing out the Eagles, and then they became the Jaguars. I had it, all, do anything. I had it all under control. But, 
Yeah, you need to see – Gus Bradley's scheme on defense needs to come alive. They need to make something there. they have a new offense coordinator this year, or did they have a new one last year? I can't – I, I, I thought they got a new one remember. We should have asked Chad. Yeah, I know. I should. So, so I I have the Jaguars five or six wins, and I, I just don't see uh, yeah, Bradley surviving. Yeah, I think I picked seven because I want them to get seven. But I would I like to see them be good. I'd like to see them push the Texans for second. Uh, I, I just yeah. don't know if they have the talent to do that right. across most of the board. And then I have the Titans last. Um, I mean, and that's not necessarily – I think Mariota may turn out to be good. I, I don't really see – I don't know how it's going to work in Tennessee. Wisenhunt's there, right? Yeah, he's going to I don't know that it's going to work real well with Wisenhunt, although Wisenhunt is a good offensive coach. So that's not necessarily what, the issue. Did they have two last year? Were they 2-14 and 14 or 3-13? and 13? They, they were bad, I know. Yeah, I don't know. But, like – who do they have? I know they have some wide receiver threats that people are like, oh, you know. They, yeah, they just added so like, Beckham Green, too, to go with Mariota. I, I don't I, know. Yeah, it's just – they just seem to be in upheaval. Almost ever since Manning spurned them to go to Denver, you know, didn't end up going to Tennessee, that kind of – I saw a thing a couple weeks ago that, like, he turned down more money. The yeah. Texans had offered more guaranteed the, the money. Titans. And, yeah, sorry. The Titans had offered more guaranteed money than the Broncos did, but it wasn't – he didn't want that the, – the situation was better in Denver. Yeah, he probably made the right decision. Oh, it absolutely worked out. So, I, I think the Titans – they got two or three, I think, wins last year. I'll put them at four or five. I think the new head coach usually can be worth a win or so. I think the new young quarterback, if he's as good as people think he is, could add a win or two. So, I'll say four or five wins, but I do think the Jaguars are, are better – so um, top four for both of us then is going to be Colts easily, followed by Texans most likely, then Jags and Titans. What, what's yeah. your Titans win count? I'll put them at four. Four. Um, which is an improvement over last year. Um, I don't really know that they're going to get a whole lot rolling. Um, we'll have to wait and see how, how, kind of it, how it plays out. But like I said, I don't, with the defense the Texans have, I don't know that they can really – they may challenge the Colts a little bit, but I still see those defenses causing a lot of problems for the Titans and Jaguars because I just don't think they have enough weapons to really kind of do anything. There. Although, I mean, Jacksonville has added some weapons. It'll be interesting to see. They added, uh, what's his name, Thomas out of out of Denver went there, the tight end, uh, Julius Thomas. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they have some – Allen Robinson had a good year last year. And he's looked really good in the right, offseason right. as well. Man, imagine if Justin Blackman would, wasn't a bust. Wasn't a bum. Yeah, really, on his own Here, I, I know we, we're out of time and I want to go, but I want to pose this question to you. If you could take – and I'm not – now I'm not going to remember off the top of my head, but who the, other, the second Texans quarterback is. It's Hoyer and – who was the other guy there last year? I know Fitzpatrick's not there. Right. I don't. I don't remember. I can't remember either. who the second quarterback is now. Well, what I was gonna say is, if you would switch the Jags quarterbacks with the Texans quarterbacks, would you have a higher opinion of Houston? Do you think Bortles Henny is better than Hoyer? Slash, I, I don't. I forget who yes. who is there now. Yes, I do. I do too. I, I think if 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 Bill O'Brien had Wait, Bortles, Bortles and Henny. The two well, of a lot them, of people thought they would take him, but I think they were gonna have to trade up for him, and they weren't gonna trade for him. Um, and Jacksonville wanted him, I think. Like so, I oh, uh, it's um oh no, that's where no 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 the Texans didn't have to trade for him. No, they they took Clowney. They took Clowney at once. Right. That's gonna bother me. The the Texans other quarterback. But yeah, I think I think 
with Bortles and Henny, I think they could get to nine or ten wins. And Mallet. Yeah. Brian Mallet. Hoyer Mallet. We for last year and then, like, we got injured. Yeah, I know, but they still, like, I thought that was going to be more of a splash move, you know, because he was this guy, you know, he knew him from New England and all that stuff. Nope. Um, I. Hoyer and Mallet. Which is funny. Henny. Mallet. Was Mallet the guy behind Henny yes, at he Michigan? Was. And then he transferred and to Arkansas. Transferred when they fired. Um, yep. What's his name? Mallet played during Henny's senior season because yeah. Matt was getting yeah. injured. Yep. And then um, they then Lloyd Carr left, and uh, they brought in uh, right. Rodriguez. So right. Mallet transferred right. to Arkansas. That's right. So. so that's why. Yeah, I would. I think Bortles is good. I I think he. Well, I think and, Bortles Henny is better than Hoyer oh Mallet any day of yeah. the week. Yeah. Obviously, we a little bit of. Right, yeah, we're biased there with, with, with Chad, but I and this isn't a knock on I think the Jags have a quarterback who can be their guy moving forward in in Bortles. Of let me rephrase that. I think Bortles is good enough to be a team's maybe not the Jags, but to be a team's quarterback moving forward. Yeah. I don't know that the Jags are gonna get there and we kinda of discussed that a few minutes ago. Now we have two emails here, okay. um, both from your dad. I and I appreciate the input and to know that someone's listening. But he's jumping the gun here a <laughs> yeah, little yeah. on this one. And he talked to me about this a little bit so, this week. I, it's a great question and I wanna address it. We're obviously out of time tonight, but we're probably gonna save this one for the a- NFC East talk because right. I think it's a good one. So I'm not even gonna address it. We're gonna we're gonna keep it here in the inbox and we're gonna talk about that one. Uh, it will be like a month from now. But we will address this one just because we can give it yeah. a passing mention here at the end. Why don't you go ahead? All right. So Jordan Spieth won the John Deere Classic in a playoff today. Do you think he could win the British Open? And do you care? And he says he does. P.S. Tiger who? Now, he says that. He, he is someone who roots for Tiger. Um, at least, uh, you know, a, a not like a huge Tiger Woods supporter, but just I, I know that he is in the camp of, Golf is interesting to watch when Tiger's in contention, and I, I am in that boat as well. Now, that being said, for those of you who don't follow golf so closely, uh, Jordan Spieth won the Masters this year. Jordan Spieth won the U.S. Open this year. Jordan Spieth, if he wins the, um, the Open Championship, which we refer to as the British Open, uh, this coming week, he will have won the first three of four, which is, you know, amazing and doesn't really happen. And he has been destroying everyone. All right. He has been destroying everyone in, in these tournaments. Obviously he won in a playoff today, but he won the U S open kind of going away. Um, it'll be interesting. I, you know, we've talked about this and plenty on the show for things, all, all things considered um, in terms of our golf, you know, I pull for tiger. I know Joey, not so much, but um, I'm, you know, if, if Tiger can't win it, I want Jordan Spieth to win it. I would love for either one of those to, to win the British Open, just because either one, it is going to be a massive story. Because if Jordan Spieth wins the first three majors of the year, that's it's huge. huge. And, and if Tiger wins, oh, my gosh. That, that, that would be the only thing that could be bigger than Jordan Spieth winning the first three. That's right. the only thing. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I... I don't want to say I don't care because I'm no, not no, a no, huge no, 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 no. Because yeah. I, I do care, um, but am I going to watch? I'm probably not going to watch. I just don't watch a lot of. Golf. I probably if, well, actually, I don't know. I'll be on vacation, but that, that's all the more reason maybe watch. Smartphones are for right? <laughs> right. If if Jordan Spieth is in contention, let me also add. I'll be on vacation with my father-in-law, who is a big-time golfer. Oh, um, there you go. So like 
Yeah, if Jordan Spieth and or Tiger is in contention, um, it's it's going to be great ratings on Sunday, and it'll be I'll be tuned in. Now, whether I'm tuned in sitting there watching or following along on my phone will probably depend on the weather, yeah. but um, I will be following along. So we will address your dad's other question down the line because I think yeah, it's a yeah, great yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely yeah. one to talk about. And if we don't think we'll be able to cover it in the NFC show, we'll do it um, another week uh, for sure because it's a great question. We want to cover about head coaches and Chip Kelly and, and uh, you know that head coaching class from uh, 2013. Um, we got a, a photo posted to our Facebook wall by your wife of your dad and your son watching us on the show. So that's right. who I pulled it up here for everyone to you take a look at. Tuned in on separate devices. <laughs> right. Yeah. We need we need numbers. <laughs> we need numbers, people. Right. Uh, yeah. So like give an iPhone to Austin. Let Austin hold that. You know, you know, dad watching on the Mac, and then you can have Jamie on an iPad or right, something in another room. Yeah. You know, bump up those numbers, everyone. But yeah, that's great. We love to see that for sure. And uh, I think that covers the majority of everything yep. that we were going to talk about this evening. So we go to NFC South. Yeah, we'll be yeah we'll be ch- taking a, a, which, a break here for a couple weeks. It'll but. be interesting because we may have our first real disagreements there. We could potentially, I, I and mean, we also could have our first time where we're not picking the same teams as last year. Kind of yeah, I think this is. Uh, you're right. NFC South, I think, is an intriguing division for sure absolutely you know the panthers have won it you know two in a row so the two in a row to the surprise of many the bucks were awful last year but then what's going on with the saints and falcons right yeah good question so good question so we will again we're taking a, a hiatus here for for well it'll be three weeks till the next show two sundays off we'll be back sunday august 2nd at our normal time to continue our 2015 nfl preview and talk nfc south um so i think that is everything Unless you had anything else to add, you have any shout outs or mentions before we before we take off? Other than um, that, check out check out the website, JoeMazingJref.com. Not not off the top of my head. Um, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, um, as part of the Wilson Football Tradition Club, uh, we're going to be opening up a cool new um, fundraiser. It's going to be these little cool mini helmets you have here sitting in front of me. Now, this is one of three we're selling. Um, this is the version from 2000 to 2007, which happens to be three of the years that I played. Uh, we also have, unfortunately, I didn't have time to bring them out <laughs> before the start of the show, but we have the current one they use with the white face mask, um, which I know you really enjoy. Um, it's the, on the Riddell the, Speed helmet, yeah, uh, mostly white with the red stripe and the red bulldog uh, from 2000 or 2008 to now. And then the one right before this one, which has the three stripes and the white bulldog, which is the, the biggest change, the biggest difference. Um, and they're all going to be for sale on the website. Uh, check Wilson Bulldogs Football on Facebook. Like the page there, and you'll get the information on how to order them. They're going to run um, $37 a piece, and this is uh, the main fundraiser for uh, the Football Tradition Club this year following the T-shirt that we that we finished a couple weeks ago. So if you're into Wilson football or collector mini helmets, it's a, it's a cool way to support the program and have uh, you know something cool for your, for your desk or your man cave uh, at home. Um, but other than that, I think that is everything. So thanks for joining us. That wraps up the 180th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. We hope you tune in every Sunday evening at 6.30 for Take On Sports. Until next time, I'm J-Raff. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. Don't forget, you can download each episode of the show from the podcast section of the iTunes store. We'll see you next time, and thanks again for listening.